Gulf Point keeps on advancing. The commonality search is here. The new data is unlike anything they currently offer and will go in depth into your target's assets and relationships. Use them on everything from jury research and associate connections to business investigations and fraud cases. You don't want to miss these. Visit DelphPoint.com for more details. Sign up and use code PIP20 for additional savings. Cross-tracks case management system. That is what we are talking about today. Are you using a case management system? What are you waiting for? If you don't use a case management system, you really need to look into implementing that into your business regimen. I've been at it with Crosstracks now a little over a year, and it's just been a game changer for my business. They are SOC 2 certified, SOC 2 Type 2 certified. If you don't know what that means, it means that their encryption system is second to none. And you have to go through a whole screening process to figure out uh, if you can even qualify for that, and they have. So you know with certainty your data is being protected. I don't think there's another case management system out there that offers that same ability to have the SOC 2 Type 2 certification. As you guys know, I've been uh, you know singing the praises of Crosstracks, and uh, I really believe in this product, and I believe you should check it out. Contact Brad, contact Pat, uh, one of the team members over there, and see if it's right for you. Crosstracks case management system, check it out today. Welcome to PI Perspectives. What the heck is a sock puppet? Ladies and gentlemen, I love this. Presenting my favorite supporting act, Miss... What are you shaking? I am not your supporting act. <laughs> and what is so funny? What is so funny? support you, you support me. These people did not come here to see you. They came to see me, right? Right? Tell her, tell her. No, not that kind of sock puppet. Muriel Klosterman joins us today to set the record straight. We talk about deep fakes, alternative social media profiles, and how all this fits into the world of investigations. Muriel recently won the Rising Open Source Investigator Award. Congratulations at Osmosis 2021. Please welcome Muriel and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspective. This is Matt Spare, your host. Uh, today, I'm very proud to welcome Muriel Klosterman. Uh, Muriel, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm doing well, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, so we uh, were just hanging out at Osmosis. We had a, a bunch of barbecue with a bunch of folks, and uh, you had uh, the pleasure of doing bits and bites over uh, over there, and uh, that's always a challenge. But uh, I looked over at your table, and it looked like you had uh, some people visiting you, so that was cool. How many times have you been to Osmosis? That was my first time, actually. First time. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, welcome to uh, to the family. <laughs> you'll Thank be you. you'll be expected to attend every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. seems like it. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to see you next year, right?" I'm yeah, like, oh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I wanted to have you on because what you were talking about over there is something that's really interesting, and I, I think the uh, the regular average private investigator probably doesn't doesn't think too much about your topic and what, what that is. Now, you are a cybersecurity researcher. That's your background. Um, you're currently at Dakota State University. And uh, you were also the open source rising star of the year uh, at Osmosis this year. So congratulations for that awesome award. Thank you. Yeah. yeah so I'm really honored to be selected for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's a big deal. That's is, a really yeah. big deal. So good, good for you. I mean, uh, somebody actually has to nominate you. So somebody other yeah. than yourself actually thinks you're, you're pretty good at what you're doing. 
<laughs> which is great. So we're going to talk about sock puppets today. But before we, we delve into that, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into cybersecurity research and, and what was your, your drive and your passion to start doing that work? Yeah. So for, I guess, the cybersecurity researcher, how I got into that, mostly I was, I was looking more at the technical side of computer security. So I'm going for like a networking and security administration degree. Okay. And just more of the defensive side of protecting systems. And I was going for a information security management class. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, for your final project, you can do anything you want, which usually they say, oh, you know, here's a bunch of things that you have to research. But they're like, go for whatever you want. So I started talking to a few of my professors and say, hey, you know, I'm not really sure what I should be focusing on. Do you have any ideas that I could look into maybe researching? And so my professor referred me to another professor who just sent me a bunch of links and just said, hey, check (laughs) check all this out. And I started clicking through the links and I landed on like the Wikipedia page about sock puppet accounts. Okay. And at the time there wasn't really much. So I was like, okay, this sounds familiar because growing up I I used sock puppet accounts, but I didn't really know there was a thing. Right. So I said, okay, I'll look into this. And that's that's really how I got started. On okay, that. so we're, we're going to dive into sock puppeting and all that after we get back from the break. But uh, what is a sock puppet? So it's usually how I define it is an alternative social media account. Okay. And it doesn't have to be social media specifically, just an alternative account for a platform that you would use or that anyone would use. Okay. And yeah. <laughs> so it's like easy. it's like creating uh, a, a online persona that's not you, essentially, right? Right. Okay. Right, exactly. uh, I'm, I'm dumbing it down <laughs> for okay, me. Okay. I'm dumbing it down for me, not for anybody else. <laughs> um, so what, what was your, your drive, your passion to get into um, cyber and computers and all that? Like, were you like one of those kids growing up that you always were researching things on the web or uh, t- tell me how you got there? Yeah. So it's very interesting because growing up as a kid, we didn't really have a lot of I don't know. I mean, we had an old computer, but it wasn't connected to the internet. It was just, you know, old, huge screen, wow. right? And we played, we played Super Smash Bros. on it. And, you know, we would click around, but if it wasn't connected to the internet, yeah. we just used paint, you know? So yeah. wow. <laughs> it was just things like that where that's how I got started. And then as soon as we did get internet with, with all that, you know, I made my own website and me and my sister did these things called website wars where we would have our friends judge how good our website was. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. So that's, yeah. I'm, I'm, gig- I'm giggling a little bit because my nine-year-old seem to be 10-year-old is doing all that stuff right now. And he's yeah. building apps and he's like, Hey dad, I just learned how to program in Python. I'm like, right, Oh yeah. my God, please go to MIT, please. <laughs> you know, he's really, you know, finding his way. And that seems to be, the, th- the thing, and I'm, I'm also laughing because we do limit their, their I- internet. So basically mm-hmm. he, he has to ask permission to go to certain sites. And we've got this thing called net nanny that, uh, you know, moderates yeah. everything and, you know, we can watch it and, yeah. and see where he's, he's going and give him the time and, and all that other stuff, which as a parent, you have to do it, but I'm, right. I'm going to make a giggle because I had my computer back in the early, early eighties. And in order mm-hmm. to uh, play a game or, or do a particular program, we had to upload it. And we didn't upload right. it through a floppy disk. We actually had a cassette tape that was hooked up to the computer that you had to hit play and whatever was on the reel there would play. And that was the data that was uploaded 
onto the system. Uh, it was a Texas Instruments, and I, I, I hated my parents for buying me that, not the Atari or the Commodore. Uh, right. But they thought that you know it was more educational and whatever. <laughs> so what did I do? Same thing with my my cousin and I. We didn't build websites, but we programmed Choose Your Own Adventure in DOS. Mm-hmm. So I have a little bit of that programmer background from back in the day, and, and I had all these designs of how I was going to create these Choose Your Own Adventure Dungeons and Dragons themed, you know, uh, and make millions and millions of dollars. Uh, I spent a whole summer wasting my time <laughs> doing all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I realized it was actually work. Uh, I think I want to play soccer instead <laughs> or go right, swimming. Yeah. <laughs> it was too much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I remember I used to I used to think, okay, I can be an artist because in paint I used to you know draw there and like, yeah. oh, you know, I could be an artist. And one day my brother told me that was like terrible, and I'm yeah. like, okay, never mind, I'm not going to be an artist. Well, you know, you could be an impressionist. It's all, it's all, it's all good. <laughs> um, yeah, and that that's uh, that's a whole other world too. The whole art thing too is super interesting. Computers, right? So you, that's always mm-hmm. been kind of your background and and right. and all that. So how did you end up at Dakota State? I mean, they've had a pretty good program there for that, right? Yeah, yeah, they have. Uh, they they used to be more of a business college, but then they switched over to focusing on computers, which definitely has been a game changer for them. But yeah, yeah. Is- I I went to a I don't know if you've heard of Gen Cyber Camps, mm-hmm. but basically they work with the NSA in order to put on a free camp that introduces kids to just like middle school and high school students to yeah. what is networking, what is programming. Sure. Yeah. So I went to one of those and learned about man in, in the middle attacks, mm-hmm. which I, I just didn't know were a thing. And I was like, yeah. that's super cool. Yeah. And then I wanted to do things with that. So oh, that's yeah. great. That's how I said, okay, I'll, DSU is a pretty good program. And one of my older brothers went there. So Got an inside view onto you know how sure. to do things. Like, sure. Really so, like so how do you find like the school and and the ability to interact with like-minded people? Do you find that's that you, like you're open to a lot of discussions and hey, I figured this out. This is how you do this, or or I wonder if we do something this way. Do you think we can do it? Like, do, are, do those types of conversations go on on campus? Oh or? yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Going to Dakota State is one of the main reasons I went is to network with people and to you know learn from people who had different perspectives. They were doing different, maybe more technical things or less technical things. Right. And so that's actually one of the reasons I, people started learning about my sock puppet project because, you know, I was talking about it and they said, hey, you may, maybe you should talk to this person who is doing things with that as well, or they might be interested in that. And that's kind of how I expanded more on not only my skills as as a presenter or as a researcher, right? That's how I just grew as far as a professional level. Yeah, that's great. So, in in the amount of time that you've been doing all this, I mean, you've probably seen some things change. Um, oh yeah, quite quickly actually with yeah. technology. Even uh, you know these whole generators now, where you can generate like a human face, so like that doesn't yeah. exist. Uh, yeah. Somebody was doing it. I think it was it was it Rob Douglas, I think from Scope now during his presentation. He's like, yeah, we're going to just generate some face to create a profile or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, boom, boom, boom. Uh, this is just a combination of people's faces, uh, but it's not a real person, oh, yeah. right? So stuff like yeah. that is new. What, what what are some of the other things that you've seen uh, come about? One I heard recently was there, as far as like deep fakes, mm-hmm. right? Where they basically take someone's image or their voice and edit it in a way that it sounds like they're saying something that they've never said. Yeah. So, you know, with images, with facial 
right? That's one of the things that they use to, and that's one of the things you can use for sock puppets as well. Yeah. Basically, in order to make it look more like a person or someone else that they can't recognize if they do a reverse image search. Right. So with that, they've actually done like a deep fake of a CEO's voice in order to act like they're the CEO. (laughs) Write a check now. (laughs) (laughs) Send it here. Yeah. Wow. So that's, that's very interesting that Uh, I, I just, you know, you wouldn't think it's very possible. Yeah. And now it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I gotta tell you that I have, um, I, I'm guilty of messing around with the uh, deep fake people that are out there that friend requests right. me like on social media. Um, yeah. I just think it's hilarious. Like when, when some Bitcoin you know guru is, is sending me a friend request uh, and you know, they're friends with somebody that I'm friends with. So somebody, somebody already got taken for it. I was like, okay, right. All right, let's have some fun here. Right. And it's like, they yeah. start going and you start chatting with them and I, I don't know. Maybe it's just that I love like talking to people and finding out who they are, what their story right. is. But I, there was this one person recently I was talking to. I was like, all right, I know this is completely like BS, right? right. So I reversed image the search, the, 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 the person's <laughs> photos, and it tells you how bad this was set up. Right. Totally found out who it was. And it was like somebody completely different. And I'm like, I'm going to call this person out on it and see what happens, right? right. So I called him out on it. And they proceeded to say how somebody was stealing their identity, that the person that they, the, the real person was actually not the real person, that this person was the real person. Right, yeah. And they were like going with it for probably a week and a half. Just And I'm like, I'm just going to keep going with this because I'm bored. <laughs> like, yeah, I want to yeah. see what happens. And uh, I, I'm like, you know, I'm an, I'm an investigator. Like, I'm going to figure it out. Right. Uh, and it was pretty obvious, but I was like, man, there's some lazy people out there that don't even like make the effort. Like if you're going to make a backstory, right. like at least make it a believable backstory. Right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Um, shame on me for doing that, but, uh, you know, we get bored sometimes. I, I think that's a big part of some of the, a lot of computer people that I talk to, that's a big part of, you know, their, their interest in it is, okay, how far can I take this? Yeah. And when I was way back when, when we were gaming, just getting into video games and, okay, now we can talk to people. That was some of the interesting part where, okay, let's see, you know, what people, how people respond to a certain thing or, you know, so we used to refer to that as trolling where, you know, you kind of just jokingly test things and figure out, okay, what can you do with this? And that that's a big part of, of how I, you know, felt getting into this field is, okay, this is a, another way, another avenue to get to that side of things. Sure, so, sure, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just that quest to, to try and figure things out too and the challenge, right. um, I think is fun as well. I mean, what it, what it comes down to is nobody's going to help you get rich quick. Nobody's yeah. going to teach you how to mine Bitcoin, you know, <laughs> for, for just a little bit of money. You can get in and yeah. learn how to start mining Bitcoin. Like that's, it's not happening, people. Oh, <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not real. <laughs> just shut it down right now. Um, but it's, uh, it, it's amazing how there really is this whole marketplace. Essentially, it, it, it is. It's okay. a real marketplace out there. People that are, are committing these, uh, the, this fraud is, I guess, is the best word for it. 
uh, right, ripping, yeah. ripping people off, uh, which we're going to dive into all that. So I think we're going to take a break here. And uh, when we come back, we're going to we're going to dive into sock puppets. And, and I want to talk about it also from an investigative point of view, uh, right. especially if you're working for attorneys and understanding mm-hmm. the limitations on that, because there are limitations um, right. and there are things you shouldn't do and there are gray areas. And we're going to talk about all that stuff. So everybody sit tight and we will be right back. Don't let asset investigations become a hassle for you. Let the professionals at J.T. Palmer & Associates, Inc. get you the information you need. We are a team of research specialists dedicated to providing you the intelligence that you're unable to locate through public databases. We have national and international resources available to provide accurate results to assist you in your asset investigations and in a timely manner. We work tirelessly to uncover exactly what collectible assets someone has. Whether you're investigating a business or an individual, our dedicated research team employs a range of techniques to bring the investigation to a conclusion. All information developed over the course of these searches is obtained in an ethical, legal, honest, professional manner. When you need asset investigations done right, turn to J.T. Palmer & Associates. You can contact our team by visiting our website at jtpalmerassociates.com or call 800-808-0078. Are you an investigative professional? Did you know you can now find the best private investigator resources using investigatorstoolbox.com? It is a resource community built exclusively for licensed investigators and investigative professionals. This is the future of investigative learning, networking, and resource management. You can interact with some of the best investigative minds in the business in our community section. Our private investigator resources also have a robust learning section packed full of free training webinars, audio teachings, and helpful articles. Many teachings offer CLE credit. Our data resources section features over 225 free OSINT resources. This site is also designed to create a private personal resource library for your use when you do research. We have partnered with some of the best investigators and businesses in this industry to provide benefits and discounts to our members. We have over $1,250 worth of discounts and benefits available exclusively to members of the community. For less than 49 cents a day, you can access this amazing resource tool. Download the Investigators Toolbox app available on Android and iOS or visit our webpage at investigators-toolbox.com. The best private investigator resources and this amazing community are only a few clicks away. Check out the PI Institute of Education at piinstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing home investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. So check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. Check out the latest issue of PI Magazine, Robert Freed and Dr. Henry Lee, Grace the Carver. Available online or via hard copy. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. This is Matt Sperry, your host. So we are here with Mariel Klosterman. Mariel, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Matt. All right. We are talking all things sock puppets today. And uh, we, we learned what a sock puppet is. It's uh, basically a... a uh, 
fake identity on on some sort of social media or online platform uh, where it's you, but it's not you. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's that's the easiest way to to put it. Um, before we uh, took the break, I I talked about. Uh, I guess doing this type of work uh, for attorneys um, when you're doing research for attorneys and some things to be right. aware of. Um, and I just want to cover that real quick before we jump in further. So in New York, there's a, there's a, the bar association has opinion that mm-hmm. as an investigator, you're a, an extension of the attorney you're working for. And there are strict guidelines, right. the bar association about, um, you know, not impersonating somebody to gain uh, information. Like you can't friend request a, your adversary and develop right. information uh, as an investigator. You can't do that um, on, on your client's behalf. So I know there are folks out there that joke around and say, like, oh, I got all these different accounts and I, you know, I got right. this and that, but you should be careful with what you're doing and, and how you're doing it. Uh, whether it's yourself or sock puppet account, uh, ultimately there are guidelines that you need to follow. So um, that's my preaching from the, uh, the high tower that I'm going to have about that. I'm certainly not the expert on creating the accounts. That's, that's more your territory, but uh, I did want to interject that for investigators that are looking just make sure that you know, in your state, what's permissible and what's not permissible. And, uh, you know, talk to an attorney client. I'm not an attorney, um, but talk to uh, somebody you work with, maybe who can give you some advice on it. Absolutely. Yeah. So that gets into what I term as the more active reconnaissance side of sock puppets, which, okay. you know, they're used for that. Yeah. And so let's, let's, like let's jump into that. So tell me the different yeah. uh, avenues that, that a sock puppet account is, uh, is used for. Yeah. So two main uses I usually term for are collecting information, which you'll see with propaganda or more of the spam bots or just disinformation. Right. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, uh, collecting of information, which is more on the active reconnaissance or human intelligence side or the passive reconnaissance or open source information side. Okay. So, you know, I usually don't talk about the active reconnaissance side as much because, right, as you mentioned, the legalities are depending on, you know, your nation, depending on the state you're in, it can be very, very narrow or very broad depending on what you're trying to get for. Sure. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. Depending on how you get it right, interacting or contacting the target or their friends or family, that's, you know, it gets into the active yeah. reconnaissance side, which. Right. And ignorance is not innocence, you know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you got to be super, super careful on that. Um, yeah. And then as far as the platform, too, with when you're creating sock puppet accounts, sometimes different platforms have restrictions or ways they expect you to use it. Right. So with Facebook, for example, there's a way they expect law enforcement to use their, you know, their platform. So they'll say different things about how you're expected to use it. And that's something that you want to be aware of as well. Sure. If you are law, law enforcement or not law enforcement, you have to be aware of people are aware this is happening. So Facebook, yeah. they're trying to shut it down. You know, yeah. a bunch of platforms are trying to shut it down. Oh, you're, so aren't you supposed to click of, click off something that you are who you say you are or something like when right. you create an account? <laughs> something so. like that, yeah. Like, oh. oh, you have to, as far as law enforcement, they say, okay, you have to have an account that's under your name, mm-hmm. right? If you have an account that's not under your name, then, you know, that's violating their terms and conditions. Yeah. So just be aware of those things and how you're operating under them. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking from the business model for them, you know, they... 
it's a slippery slope, right? They, they want to help law enforcement do what they need to do, but they also want to respect the privacy of their users, you know, absolutely, and who, the, who are buying uh, from the advertisers who are advertising. Right. And it's a big business, <laughs> right? So you can see how it's very convoluted and, uh, and it, you know, it, it gets difficult at times. Absolutely. Um, how does one go about creating one of these accounts so let's say i've never done it before but i was like you know mm-hmm. what i've hit that situation here where i think it's time to do something right. like this to do some recon um how do you start off doing that so it, yeah it depends on how 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 in depth you want to go right mm-hmm. so generally there's two types of the sock puppet accounts that i like to talk about there's throwaway accounts and then there's persistent accounts and throwaway accounts are what most people in the information security field use when they're trying to, you know, do a background check as in they, you know, look at, okay, what is the candidate doing on social media, right? What can we see? So they'll just create a quick account. It doesn't have to be anything in depth. They don't care if it gets deleted later. Right. They just need to get the information and get out. Right. That's usually a throwaway account. As far as sock puppet accounts, you'll, you'll usually see them on the persistent account side. And that's when, you know, they're more long-term. They're not trying to get deleted. They don't care right. if, you know. So they're trying to stay on the down low as much as possible. And they're probably building a backstory with photos and, right, exactly. and, and they, hobbies. and you know, as real as possible. Posting about certain things. So I have on Facebook an extra account that I use mm-hmm. for work, right? So I have my personal account, which you know, has stuff about me personally and stuff that I do. Right. I'm, I like to cook. I like to play music. Like it's all right. on there. But if I'm trying to contact a witness, I don't, they don't need to know any of that stuff. Right. So I'd right. rather, I like to indicate who I am. So it's right. not a, like a deceptive name. It's my picture. It's, it's right. just another yeah. account. That's me. Right. Uh, and I named it at, you know, like satellite mad is what I call it. Um, right. um, go ahead, friend request me, everybody. Out there. Right. <laughs> so, right. uh, but basically I use that for, Hey, I'm an investigator working for so-and-so you witnessed this mm-hmm. accident. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of you to talk to you about things. Please contact me. Right. right? So there's no deception there. You know, right. yeah, I, I am, I am who I say I am. It is me. It's a mm-hmm. picture of me. This is what I'm doing. I'm just not giving them my personal account with my friends right. list and all the other right. crap that they did. They, they don't need to see any of that stuff. So, right. That's really how I, the level that I'm prepared to go to when I do this right, type yeah. of stuff. I don't, right. I don't have the need to do all, all the other stuff, but there is needs for it. So, right. Um, yeah. And if you are contacting people, if you are trying to get information from them that isn't available publicly, that's, that's probably the way to, to go as far yeah. as legality and, you know, it holding up in court. Yeah. And it's a link to, to my website is on there for my, my business. Right. right. So it's like, Hey, I'm Matt from satellite investigations. I need to talk to you about this accident, blah, blah, right. blah. Click on the link. Okay, satellite investigations. This this is legit. It's right. not you know, this is not nonsense here. So, right. um, and it, it's a, a way for me to to kind of live in the Facebook world professionally mm-hmm. and not have my personal stuff right. uh, go go about and you know nobody nobody cares about all that stuff anyways. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay, so that's that's the the different types there. So, um, you know, you're populating information in a certain way on these things. Right. So, what what happens next? So you want to decide how how much level of attribution you want. So as far as a lot of people think about it in terms of anonymity or privacy. Mm-hmm. And anonymity is when they can see what you're doing, but they don't know who's doing it. Right. And privacy is when you can see the person, but you can't see what they're doing. Okay. And a lot of people kind of confuse those two, but it's it's important to realize, okay, 
they're probably going to see what you're doing, right? They're going to see you trying to connect with them or looking at their page, right? If you have LinkedIn, sometimes mm. you can see if people looked at your page and who it is. Yep. And depending on the level of attribution you're willing to give away, that's how far you'll want to set up steps to protect your identity. Right. So, and that's with adding different layers or taking them out as far as you're comfortable with saying, sure. okay, if someone looks into this, how how willing am I for them to know it's me? Right, right, okay. So I, I'm just, question comes to mind here. So do you uh, get involved on the security side of identifying people that are doing this? You know, obviously you know how to build one and how to use it, but do you ever get contracted or, or asked uh, to do, or, or is there a business out there to, to identify false accounts and, and um, I guess, call them out or do whatever? Right. I, I think as far as identifying fake accounts, that's usually more on the platform side. Mm -hmm. There's not, as far as I know, and, you know, I'm, I, I could be wrong. I could, there could be a whole, whole business out there that's just dedicated to this. But as far as accounts themselves, whether, you know, they're sock puppets or not, it's not a lot of a lot of things that people outside of the platform are really care about like right. you know pr let's say if you have a case right that that specific person thinks okay it's a sock puppet account that you know is stalking me or harassing me okay then that's a specific instance but there's mm. usually not a a broad or general category where people are saying okay we need to identify whether or not these are real accounts Right. Unless, of course, they're on the platform, which, you know, it's kind of their job to weed out those those bots or, you know, spam. Right. 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 Like right. They, they get rich quick uh, on, on Bitcoin. Yeah. Learn how to mine. Hey, click this link now. <laughs> um, you, you can get 500 free, uh, free, yep. free dollars to doing this. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just uh, no longer is it the prince from Nigeria. It's uh, now it's, it's super interesting. That's your neighbor stuff. from next door. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy. So what do you see coming down the line in the future? I mean, you're, you're kind of in the middle of all this and you're chatting with, mm -hmm. with folks. What do you, uh, what are some of the things that you're looking forward to, or you, you feel like the industry is going to, going to head in a certain direction to? I'm very interested in seeing the, I guess, progression of sock puppets, mm -hmm. because right now the ones we're seeing are the ones that, you know, you're not really putting a lot of effort into. So those are ones that you can tell it was created recently. They don't have a lot of backstory like what you're saying. And, you know, they don't have a lot of followers or they don't have very many posts. Right. So those are mainly the ones when you look at with Google or Microsoft when they were talking about their cybersecurity researchers getting targeted by these sock puppet accounts. That's what you'll see. You'll see, okay, newly joined accounts, not very many followers or connections. I mean, sometimes they did have a lot of followers, but again, that's not, you can't tell if they're a sock puppet just from how many followers they have. Right. right. Yeah. I guess you you can just, if you have a lot of bots, right, you can just all set right. it yeah. up, right? Yeah. Um, there's always the paid, paid options, right? So when you're looking at the one, like, that's how you can tell a very amateur sock puppeteer sure. is when that it's new, right? It's right. very recent within the last few years. He's no and Jim Henson, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's, that's cool. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah there, there are definitely things that are out there. 
for oh, sure. Yeah. So. Um, and, and, and ways to, uh, ways to tell on that stuff. You know, right. I, I, I think some people make mistakes too. If you're interacting with these people and you're like, okay, uh, well, show me your real, uh, show me a cup. They all, you're holding a cup of coffee. Right. They have those pictures, people. <laughs> like they, yeah. they know you're going to ask that, right? Right. Yeah. You know, show me this, show me that. I think some people do like write my name down on a piece of yeah. paper and do it. And then, then the person gets all defensive. Why do you need to see that? You know, like, right. what, you don't trust me? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> fake. <laughs> Here we mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Uh, I, so I'm interested to see where that goes because, yeah. and, you know, maybe this is happening, but we just don't hear about it because of how how good they are, right? Yeah. If you have someone who's really dedicated to making sure this account looks real, there's a number of things you can do in order, you know, you could maybe go on Fiverr and hire a voice actor to sure. have your voicemail set up and have, you know, have all these things to make it look like you're a real person. Yeah. So I'm honestly interested to see, you know, if there is, and if they are that good, right? There's, we're probably not catching them because- yeah. They're just that convincing. You just got to make yeah, sure that that voice actor doesn't have a, like you know a very you know, thick accent that you can't understand yeah. what they're <laughs> saying because they come from all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> Fire, Fiverr is a very interesting marketplace. Uh, just leave yeah, it, leave it at sure. that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like you could probably uh, find somebody who who can grow a kidney for you on Fiverr. Yeah, probably. <laughs> right? You know. Um, yeah, I, I think what what freaks me out a little bit is the deep fakes with the videos, you know, oh, yeah. and, and you know how how the video was always the, hey, if I see it, it's real, you know, like this is right, my, yeah. you know, you know, if I'm visually seeing something and, and thinking in, in in lines of like a juror, right? If a juror sees oh, yeah. like, wow, this is this is really strong evidence that's put in front of me, like right. I, I have to find for this particular fact because this is the way it's been presented to me, but right. the thought of like, well, what if that video is not real? Right. Right. Like, and right. what if, what if you don't even have to prove that? What if you could just put the specter out there that potentially it could be fake? Right. You know, now juries are starting to question things like, oh, I don't know. I've been reading things about this technology, about AI, whatever, you know, right. like this, this, it could be potential. Like I see those types of problems happening oh, yeah. uh, and that's concerning without right. a doubt. So um, it's very interesting. And, and even <clears throat> I, 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 go back to uh, one of the presentations that I had saw. I don't know if it was Paul and Sophia or whatever, where they were showing, I think it was, it was them at, at uh, osmosis where they were showing pictures of, of locations and then saying like, okay, so what's wrong with this? Right. Yeah. What, what are you, yeah. what are you finding here? That that's wrong. And it's like, you look at right. it and you're like, okay, I can pick out like two or three things, but then there are people coming right. up with like five or six things. I'm like, okay, these, yeah. these people are good. <laughs> They're like really yeah. good. Uh, so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I mean you're you're getting ready to to get into this field. I mean, what in in a perfect world, like what is the 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 situation of of the type of research that that you really find passionate that you want to want to see yourself doing later on? I I think I'm really passionate about that sort of as far as sock puppet sock puppets count. It's a lot of social engineering, right? And a lot of dealing with with the human side of things, which. Yeah. You know, in technology, you're not used to seeing. I'm, they're talking about it a lot more now. Like, yeah. there's the human side. Humans are the weakest link. Right? We are. We suck. And, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. so that's that's the interesting part is because yeah. with sock puppet accounts, if you're good at it, then all the people who don't know sock puppets exist. You know, they're going to connect with you. They're going to respond to you. You know, and that's that's the scary part, right? Yeah. Is 
you know, your friends, your family are connecting with tons of people that they probably don't even know, you know, yeah. that could be sock puppet accounts. Yeah. That's the scariest thing about it is you don't know if, if the next person you're accepting a friend request from right. is is a sock puppet out to steal your information or yeah. scary things like that. So yeah, it, it's, it's, building on it's that, concerning yeah. when you, you you do get requested by somebody that, you know, it's obviously that's a fake, but it like yeah. they, they've got your friends or family members have already yeah. already yeah. been hooked in and you're like, oh, yep. okay. You know, and I know like on, on LinkedIn, I typically don't accept friend requests uh, from folks that um, are not in the same industry as me or uh, they're not connected with folks that I'm connected with. Like I'll, I'll take a look right. and really, 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 you know, scrutinize yeah. that and, and be like, okay, do, do I want to, do want to be connected with this particular person? Cause you know, sometimes right. people are always like, Oh, how many people, how many connections do I have? Right. You have that obsession. Right, yeah. I've, I've hit the 1000 number, right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, Oh, I've hit the 10,000 number. I'm, I'm really right, there. Yeah. Right. And wow. 10,000. Do you know these 10,000 people? I don't think you know yeah. 10,000 people, you know, uh, which right. is pretty crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. considering that there's, there's so much fake stuff that's, uh, that's out there. Oh, yeah. Um, and you know, that is LinkedIn is like place of business. So you're, yeah. you're talking about your business on LinkedIn. So if yeah. you're, you've got people that you're connected with that you don't know, that could be an issue. This was fun, right? Talking about, yeah. uh, being fakers yeah. <laughs> and deception. <laughs> um, before we call this man, the, the one thing you, you had talked about something I thought was, was really interesting uh, is the social engineering aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what I find the most interesting because there are always going to be that human element there and that that comfort, comfortableness you're going to need to build with somebody right. uh, as an investigator when you're doing this stuff. So if you're creating these accounts, you you, you can't just create a, a this, this alternate account and if you're interacting, think that's going to be easy without social right. interaction. You're going to have to have social interaction and the ability to be good at that is a skill and you either have it or you don't. Right. So I think that's definitely. something that's really neat too. Uh, yeah. I, I definitely agree. If, especially with the certain demographic that you're going for, right. If you are pretending to be someone of that same demographic, you oh, really yeah. have to have, <laughs> have, you know, you can't be just say, Hey, Hey, what's up fellow kids, you know? Okay. Boomer. That's, <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Just as far as that, like make sure you do your research when you're pretending <laughs> yeah. to be someone in the industry and you're not from that industry. That's, yeah. that's definitely something I've seen before where they're pretending to be from, you know, your industry or they, they pretend to be in your same demographic and they yeah. say something that's completely not even close to what someone in your demographic would say. Yeah, so. it's borderline offensive, man. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to be offended somewhere. Yeah, um, well, Mariel, this was really, really cool. I appreciate you coming on and uh, just being so candid about this subject that not a lot of people know about. Um, yeah. If folks had any questions or anything, how would they get a hold of you? They, they can find me on LinkedIn, like okay. we're talking about. Yeah. I, I would make sure you include how you, you know, heard about me. I have tons of requests every day. And Stop bragging. Biggest, yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably from a sock puppet account. Exactly. That, that's one of the things my friends always say is whenever I get a, a new request, you know, I always worry if it's a sock puppet uh, that you have, you know, just... Uh, just connecting with them. Is so, this going to be the yeah, one that takes them down? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I would mention where you where you heard about me from, yeah. and you know if you have a question or something like that, I'm happy to answer. Awesome. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, Agent Sandstone. But you can I'm sure if you search Mario Closterman, you'll also be able to find that. So awesome. 
Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much. I wish you the best of luck on everything. And congratulations again on the rising star honor. That is a huge deal. And, uh, I know that's going to do, uh, can do great things for you. It's going to open doors for you. And, and you, you obviously, uh, you kind of know what you're doing. So that's, a, that's a good, that's half the battle right there. <laughs> so oh, yeah. thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll catch everybody next week on the next show. Take care. And we hope you enjoyed this chat. I certainly liked the part when Matt said, ignorance is not innocence. I need to learn that one and practice it. It's scary to think about all the fake accounts and fraud that's out there on the internet. We want to thank Mariel for joining us today and teaching us something. We also want to thank Crosstracks, Delve Point, J.T. Palmer & Associates, and PI Institute of Education for sponsoring our show. Now please support our great supporters. Did you know Investigators Toolbox has an app for Apple and Google? Take a few minutes and check out the website to really help boost your business and your research capabilities. Great networking tool as well. Use code PIP201836 and save $20 to join. If you have a question or a comment about the show, just email Matt at MatthewWest at SatellitePI.com and you can find him on LinkedIn, as he said, Instagram, and Facebook. But you better be either an investigator or is a friend of a friend of a friend. We'd like your feedback to bring you the best shows possible in the future. And we'll be back on Monday with a new show. So make sure you tune in and stay safe out there. 